baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7 The Edge. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, Tabor running the board. Odette in here today. Jamie Foxx. It is Groundhog Day Eve. Indeed it is, uh, February 1st. We have gotten, uh, and hopefully most of you have gotten through uh, flu-free, but I doubt many of you have. Uh, This thing is a uh, pandemic. Not good. Not just darn near. But uh, anyway, uh, we're glad you're with us. If you're healthy and your head is off the pillow, we're glad you're listening. On this uh, Thursday, February 1st, we are, uh, as you indicated, uh, glad to be uh Spreading the gospel of uh, coaching and uh, goodwill, bad will. Coaches seem to be under a lot of fire nowadays, Terry. Fire the coach. And I'm going to uh, – Hey, can I give you my quick take on the State of the Union address? Let's do it. Okay, I don't get political, and Gary just cringed when I said that, but I have a unique take on the State of the Union address. Whether you like Trump, whether you don't like Trump, I know who's to blame. Who's that? Les Miles. <laughs> Probably so. I mean, yeah, obviously – it's Les Miles' fault. Or Brett Berlima, or Kevin Sumlin, or... No, no, just mainly. And people don't support... Now, you can you can graduate all the kids you want. You can do all the wonderful things you're supposed to do as coaches. But if you're not winning, people aren't buying tickets and coming to support you. So it's a very tough situation. So, yes, we all want five beta Catholics. We all want high academic standards. We all want players that are going to abide by the law and be good out there. Yes, that's, that's the goal. That's why you bring in players who have these checkered pass in the hopes that being around your culture will change them. And coaches are arrogant enough, Jamie, and I'll be honest with you. Coaches are arrogant enough and, and qualified enough in, in most cases. I think if you come into my program, and, and you know, no matter who the coach is, Skip Hulse, Vitor, Richard, it doesn't matter. If you come in and you're here for a couple of years, one year, two years, three years, four years, whatever the fact is, you come into the culture that we've created, you come into the structure that we've created. You come into the accountability that we've created, and some more so than others. You're going to be a better person, uh, and, and you're just going to be, and you're going to weed out people. As a college coach, I knew generally what I got out of high school programs. If I recruited high school program A, I knew what kind of coach that guy was. I knew the program he ran, and I knew that a bad kid was not really going to come out of his program because he'd weed him out ahead of time. So when you got him into school – you sort of knew. You know, you knew the kid from recruiting him, but you sort of knew who his coach was. And how uh, Cedar Hill High School in, in uh, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, is actually Arlington. Um, they had a guy there. He's passed away now. But this guy put out more really, really mid to high Division One players than, than a lot of people during that era. Tough on the kids. The guy was a little skinny dude, about 5'8", looked like an accountant. But uh, kids loved him. He was tough on them. Uh, they produce. You knew what you got when you got a kid out of his program. Yeah, and you, and you also at a point where, um, you know, that's why you bring them into your. You said coaches have ego. You said this to any number. Now you're the first one to tell me. You know, coaches have. I don't see a problem with that because I want. And Are you good at what you do? The people out there listening, we got police officers to listen to our show, right? There, if you ask them, they're probably good at what they're doing. We had a, a young man the other night that went with us to a game. 
is a Monroe City, uh, City police officer, mm-hmm. 23 years old. I was more impressed with that kid. Yeah. And he's not a kid. He's, a, he's an officer of the law. I've been there doing it for two years. Uh, military background with his dad. Unbelievably impressive young man. Mm-hmm. And so that gives me encouragement that, you know what, there are really good guys out there. Uh, this, this kid was on top of it. And he's a kid because I'm 50. Uh, so he's 23, though, and already has that kind of maturity. Oh, about absolutely! Him. They're like they're, they need to make you like way up there. There's no doubt if he stays here, he will be. Um, but yeah, you you get people that are good at what they do, and they recognize that. Uh, be it a, as a doctor, have you met doctors before that are arrogant as they can be? Because they're good at what they do. Have you met people that are? I want a, I want an arrogant airline pilot. I want Sully flying my plane. Sure you do. You know, when stuff goes wrong, I had a really good friend of mine yesterday. Uh, his son was involved uh, in a really, it could have been a really catastrophic situation at the Monroe Airport. This young man, I think he's a sophomore in college, did not panic. Uh, complete engine failure. Landed it right there at the Monroe Airport. Walked away without a scratch, but that goes to his training. That goes to his character. That goes to his to his makeup uh, instilled by his parents and the fact that this guy didn't panic under pressure. If you're good at what you do, when do we start having to apologize for being good at what we do? I'm seriously, when when do we we have to apologize about being good at what we do? It's like class. Everybody doesn't make A in class, right? right? If everybody does, you're either teaching super geniuses or the class isn't very hard. And so... Why apologize for excellence? Well, and then I like people that, you know, went through a situation where, you know, I, I wasn't successful, you know, at, at a job. And, and I remember, uh, or I, you know, I was disappointed. Uh, I tried as hard as I could. My brother's been through this recently. It just, it wasn't a good fit. And, um, but I do remember, and I, I re- I'll respect this person to the day I die. I remember them saying uh, they could have handled this like, you know, get out of here, give us your keys. You know. And it was like one of the things that, that impressed me when I left was don't let this define you. Yes. He said this is not a reflection. You know, it just sometimes this happens. Don't let this define who you are. Hold your head up high. You know, uh, we'll help you all we can. I mean, I appreciated that. And I still have, even though it had hurt and I was disappointed, more so in myself, than anything, uh, and I've had a couple of situations where I've, I've left jobs recently where I've really had a high respect for the people I worked for because they didn't kick me on the way out. They just, you know, thank you. Uh, this, you're not, you know, sometimes you're just not going to be. There are things I've, at 58 years in my, in my life now, Terry, I've come to the realization of I'm just not that good at. Uh, I'm just not that smart. I'm just not. I'm certainly not that tall enough for a lot of things, but if you're, but, but it's it's how you react to those things. Right. I think it's important. And ninety percent your reaction, ten percent is yeah. what happened. Well, no I, question about that. Yeah. When I when I left those, I, I you know I told them thank you and God bless them, and and I was grateful for the opportunity of having crossed their paths. I was disappointed that you know obviously everybody likes a job and a paycheck, right? And and I was disappointed, but at the same time, a lot better than. I felt better after those two situations than the career I left after 27 years with a Fortune 500 company where it was, no matter what I did, was never good enough. 
And uh, I felt better after, even though those experiences did not work out, I felt better leaving those situations. One, because I got, I, you know, we kind of had agreement, yet, yeah, you know, this is not going to work out. The other was like, we don't care who you are. Yep. You're gone. And it's kind of like you've had this situation in your professional life. Uh, you had some success, and then, you know, you get real. People change. Why people, people change? change. Situations yeah. change. Politics change. And that is the inevitable part of the generational difference. Back, you know, when our fathers, uh, you know, one generation ago, two generations ago, certainly, you know, you got a job, you stay there for 50 years, they give you a gold watch, you play with your grandkids, you die. Right. Yeah, people did. People were not as transient as they are now. And you know, I mean, look at CenturyLink coming into Monroe, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, CenturyLink comes in, all the people from out of state, the, the experts, the people that are that are very qualified at those particular jobs, they're bringing those. They wouldn't move to Monroe, Louisiana, any other way. Exactly. I mean, so they're, but they're bringing with them a culture. They're bringing with them a different knowledge base, a different background base. Uh, travel has made it. Doug Peterson, how many times has this happened? And Adam wrote an article in the New Star. Doug Peterson's dad showed up at oh, Northeast, Gordy. Yeah, Gordy. knocked on the door, it introduced him to his son, Doug Peterson, who would go on to be a quarterback at Northeast. Said, here's my here's yeah. state. Normally that doesn't work. So everybody's reading that article going, I'm going to take my kids out to Tech or North. Yeah, guys, that, that doesn't work. That is one of those uh, Lightning in a bottle. very rare occurrences. And, again, but think when that happened. That was before the advent of social media. That was the advent before the Internet. So the information was much more limited. You had to wait till the evening news or the newspaper the next day to get your information. Now it's instantaneous. And so that happened before. So here's the Waldrop tip of the day. Don't uh, don't take your kid to the college coach and knock on the door and expect good things to happen. Uh, because that, that is, a, again, it's an anomaly. It doesn't happen um, like that these days. But it did then, and, and look what happened. Dude's in the Super Bowl and, uh, you know, great Northeast Louisiana connection. you got to be proud of that. Um, yeah, I mean, his dad, Gordy, and, and God rest his soul, unfortunately they, they lost Gordy last year because I, I know no one would be happier uh, watching Doug coach in the Super Bowl. But he actually came from Bellingham, Washington, up uh, north of Seattle, and, and uh, he got a promotion down here. And he probably like a lot of people that, oh, God, I've been, I've been, I got to go where? And I've been banished to hell, but I'm going to make more money? Okay, I'll take the job. And uh, he came down here and, um, Actually walked into the coach's office. Bob Lane, a great interview with Bob, who, who I, Bob and I had epic, Bob and Lane and I had epic battles on the uh, on the baseball diamond at Bindle. Uh Most of the time he won, uh, but uh, Bob and I still talk today. And he's he coached both Stan Humphreys and Doug Peterson. And uh, Bob's probably laughing about that. Um, but he said that the coach, I mean uh, Mr. Peterson, Gordy, I think he's call and he brought his his tape in and little known to your point about social media Oregon State places like that were looking at Doug I mean he was he was that far he was probably going to be offered at some point I don't know if he, he came back in at the time well basically basically it was uh he signed here because it, and his parents wanted him to play here because it, they wanted to watch him play right and they went to I mean that's just you don't, TV, no national television of, of, of mid-major programs in that period of time you don't get that anymore so it was one of those you know Twist of fate that really, really fell into to our lap because, and I say us because now we, you know, we claim him and uh, the, the the number one, the you know, 
Mr. Peterson had to be transferred down here. The family had to move. The family had wanted Doug to stay here so they could watch him play. Uh, fortunately, uh, I think it was a no-brainer, as, as, as Bob said, but fortunately the tape was there, and I think it took about 30 seconds. In fact, Collins said, offer him. And uh, fortunately they accepted. And the story, that's where it began. Good move, Coach Collins. Uh, a couple things out there. Um, Kevo. Uh, hey, my wife has always said confidence bordering on, bordering on arrogance is sexy. She just loves that in a man, hence being with me for 21 years. Uh, yeah, Kevin Hawk just led you and your wife hang on to that one. But I, I think there's a point you can be over the line or you can be confident. And, uh, You'd have to know Kevo to really appreciate that one. Uh, Richie and BM, well, did you notice certain individuals during the honoring of a few veterans? And we wonder why school teachers are out here dogging servicemen. This goes back to the guy, uh, California. Uh, ripping on the servicemen. Good for, uh, and also, by the way, good for Major Kelly telling the guy to go to hell. And by the way, I, I echo that Major Kelly. Speech. I think, you know. I'm sorry if anybody's offended by that, but that's exactly what the guy needs. Well, I'd like to film Mad Dog Mattis going up to that guy's door. <laughs> and he knocks on the door. Hi, I'm General Mattis. I'm here to discuss with you your comments, sir. I am a Marine. Again, my question is why is this man still employed? Why is he He's probably giving a raise? Why does you listen to Sports Talk 97.7? California. Uh, California. Uh, a little Tupac. Uh, Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, The Edge. This segment brought to you by our friend, our mentor, our sponsor. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world, folks. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Go see him on US 165. North. Between? Uh, between Brookshire's and Bootleggers. 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, simply the best pet care you're going to get. U.S. 165 North in Monroe. The edge rolls on after this. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe, 355-8595, 355-8595. CarZone USA at the top of the hill off Well Road is one of the area's largest truck and SUV dealers. It's tax season. Bring in your last checks to or W-2 and we'll let our certified accountants have you riding today. CarZone has over 200 pre-owned vehicles in stock. Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Nissan, GMC, and Infiniti. CarZone's huge selection of vehicles includes 2x2, 4x4 crew, extended and regular cab trucks, SUVs full to compact, all complete with Carfax report and 100K mile warranty. Zero down, no payments till April 18. Open late to late. CarZone USA off Well Road in West Monroe or shop CarZone.us.com. Broken window? Sounds like you need Glassworks of West Monroe. Glassworks specializes in the highest quality residential glass. From insulated glass to protect your home from the worst weather to vinyl replacement windows with a lifetime warranty to custom installed mirrors and shower doors. Glassworks service is unmatched and their price is always competitive. Let them save you money. Glassworks, 800 Jonesboro Road across from the mill in West Monroe. 387-4747. Washtenaw Valley, making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You 
one of the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley, making good things happen. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital, listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back to Sports Talk 97.7 The Edge. Terry Waldrop and Jamie Fox Tabor running the board. Odette today. This segment brought to you by my friend and former guard, attorney Bobby Manning at law. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, Whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney. How tall was Bobby when he, when he played guard? Was he, How tall was he? Since, I mean, is he, is he grown into an attorney? I know he's, he's a rounder. He's rounder as an attorney. He's a little bit, he's a little bit uh, heavier, as we all tend to get. Bobby's got a little bulkier. Well, Bobby's got a little bulkier, as we we, so we all do, Bobby. No offense. We all get a little bulkier. Uh, but, yeah, he uh, he hit the first three, from my memory, in West Monroe High School history uh, as a JV player uh, at, at the old Washtenaw High School. Right. Sure worked, worked his tail off, too. He did. He, he was a good player, always studying. Uh, yeah, tremendous. Uh, hey. Attorney, if, if I if I have issues, I promise you that's who I'm calling. Uh, speaking of issues, a pretty interesting article, and you, I, I'm going to let you kind of go over that, and and I want to weigh in when you get through. But uh, the Kevin Sumlin article that just came out in the Dallas News, uh, your your thoughts on that? Well, actually, I want to tie this into uh, two recent coaches who have been let go in the SEC West, and all you're familiar with Brett Belima, of course, at Arkansas, uh, formerly of Wisconsin, and of course Kevin Sumlin. Uh, let go at Texas A&M has now landed. He has landed another gig at uh, in Arizona, and uh, he had a lot of success at Houston. Uh, parlayed that into the A&M job, and uh, didn't work out so well for him. And uh, it's it's a really interesting take. These are two recent interviews we've we've had with our, or they've had with these two coaches, and both of them again have had a lot of success. Um, but how much is enough? Um, Kevin Sumlin won consistently at Texas A&M, but he wasn't winning the 9, 10, 11 games that, uh, you know, $450 million of investment worth in your facilities thought the A&M Board of Trustees thought that it should bring them. And uh, he also had, of course, Johnny Manziel, and a lot of his uh, better records were, were built under that train wreck, but nevertheless it was successful. And Johnny, man, by the way, when Johnny Manziel left A&M, he had two years of eligibility left. So had he stayed at least one more year, would that have given uh, a little more cachet to Kevin Sumlin lasting longer at A&M? He's uh, talked about he did have a winning record. What what was it that, uh, you know, was it worth him getting fired? I don't think so. I was, uh, I think Kevin Sumlin hasn't forgotten how to coach. He's, and then again, what kind of situation is he going to at Arizona? He's inheriting a really good quarterback in Khalil Tate, uh, much like he had with Manziel. Uh, how is that going to translate? He's put together a pretty strong staff. I think Kevin Summers was well-respected within the coaching community. 
I think he'll have success, and I think seven or eight wins would be wonderful for Arizona for a few years, and then maybe they jump up and win the Pac-12 here in the next few years. Uh, Brett Belima, a little different story. Uh, came from Wisconsin to Arkansas. As he indicated, he had, he not even spent 24 hours in the state of Arkansas before he accepted the job. When he was at Wisconsin, he was a former assistant there, knew the culture, coached under Barry Alvarez. Barry Alvarez still has a huge presence on the uh, on the Wisconsin staff and the athletic department there. Uh, Brett Belinwood knew what knew what was expected. He was a, it was a certain type. You can say what you want of coaching. Uh, the Midwest is known for the huge offensive linemen. They come south to get their speed. Brett Belinwood says, "Hey, I want to go south with all that speed, but I'm going to bring." Now, Midwest coaching philosophy there, which wasn't necessarily a bad idea. Problem was, he went to a state like Arkansas, which doesn't produce a lot of multiple huge 6'8", 300-pound linemen. Um, he was saying basically what happened is he, he had good players. He just didn't have enough of them. Uh, depth is what he kind of pointed to as what happened with him at Arkansas and why that wasn't necessarily successful. I think these coaches have a... And when they have time to reflect, and you've had time to do this yourself, what would I have done differently? How could I have changed things? No one likes getting fired, um, which we talked about earlier. But well, if you pay me one hundred thirty-three grand a month, uh, I would think a lot differently towards you. That's what Les Miles is getting. That's what I'm saying. You, uh, you're fired, and here's one hundred thirty-three grand for basically a month for life. Uh, yeah, that would that would take quite the sting off of it, wouldn't it? Well, Les is worth. Um, Les, we need. I, I'm still trying to find a way. What what can we do to keep Les at, at LSU in some form or capacity? I mean, maybe AD. Please, maybe let. You know what, Joe Olivia, you've had too much stress. You've done a good job. Really? <laughs> you done I'm gonna drug a drug test. You. I'm sorry. I, I got something, something caught in my throat here. I'm calling um, Danny. Where's my guy, Danny, that does a drug? We're, we're drug testing. We need to be sponsored by doctors. Um. Yeah, let, let, let Les be the AD and let Joe be okay, – how about that marriage, huh? Joe are leaving Les Miles in the AD department. That'd be like boiling. It's like the water. odd couple years. Dun, 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 dun. They don't, I, don't, I don't think uh, Joe cares. That ain't but working, folks. Joe, Joe doesn't love Les like we do. Um, yeah, apparently they didn't love Kevin Sumlin or Brett Belima enough to – Kevin Sumlin went 51 – What was his record? 51 and 26. Dude won 71% of his games. Here's what people don't get, and I'll throw this out to you. Kevin Sumlin came in in the perfect storm. He inherited, he got Johnny Menzel. Mm-hmm. And those that first year was absolutely magical. Magical. Menzel wins the Heisman. A&M, you got to understand what Texas A&M was. Texas A&M was West Monroe pre-Don Shouse. they have, every once in a while, they'd have a good, Texas A&M was mid-pack in a bad Big 12. Texas A&M and Texas Tech, both of them like, yeah. I mean, the, the people that ran the show there were Oklahoma and Texas, and everybody else was stepsisters. It ain't like Texas A&M was a, a dominant force ever. They'd have one good year every once in a while. People were like, eh, they're okay. Someone comes in. They have Johnny Manziel. They capture the the, the imagination of America. Manziel is, is – Wins the ice think. Manziel is, is the football version of Dennis Rodman in, in college. Everybody gets excited about it. They raise tons of money. The boosters who have been dormant forever, Texas A&M's got a ton of money, but it was untapped. They outraised Texas in terms of fundraising for three years in a row. 
Uh, Manziel comes out. He's there for two years. Kevin Sumlin, it's one of those mixed emotion things. Do I really want to put up with this crap for another year? Are we better off getting out of here? Think of all the five-star quarterbacks Texas a and has had that have left after Manziel. And so he leaves, but the expectations were raised to such an extent uh, with a bowl game, with a Cotton Bowl game against it was it Oklahoma that they just throttle that first year with Manziel as a as a freshman. I mean, they just beat the pants off Texas a, or off of uh, Oklahoma. So now you got all these people that have been dormant forever. They're thinking national championship. Uh, you go in and beat Alabama at Alabama. McCarron throws a pick, literally uh, in the end zone at the very end of the game, or Alabama wins that one. But yet you won, so the expectation level is so high. They never could get back and meet that expectation level. But don't kid yourself. Texas A&M has never been a powerhouse, ever. Now, you've made a commitment with Jimbo Fisher. We'll see the resources are there. The recruiting base is there. Now you've got a national name in Jimbo Fisher. Uh, we will see what happens. But, you know, if Jimbo Fisher, after a couple of years, goes 51-26 and 26 and wins 71%, what's realistic at A&M? To win 80% of your games? 90%? I mean, what, what's a realistic number? You've got, you've got a guy that won 71%. Uh, we're not really that competitive in the SEC West. Well, I mean, what, what, what's reality? Is winning the SEC, are you really going to beat Alabama? Really? Are you really going to beat Auburn or LSU consistently? That's what they want. I think you could beat LSU and Auburn a heck of a lot more consistently right now than you can Alabama. Well, yeah, and I think they, you know, even I think that's one of the things that's upsetting them the most is that it's not so much losing to Alabama as, uh, you know, being kind of pedestrian with, with uh, I think Auburn went in there this year and beat them. And, Jamie, they've never won in the Big 12. You're talking about beating LSU and Auburn consistent. You couldn't beat Texas Tech and Oklahoma State on a Iowa State would beat you. It's 50 50 there. It's not like you're the Patriots and you're having a bad season or two. Your program has never been very good. I hate to tell you that, and I like the Aggies. Your program has never been very good. It's been mediocre at best. So what does that remind you of, Jerry? It reminds you a lot of government programs. You throw money at it to try to make it better, and that's what A&M has done. They've gone in and just thrown money like drunk gypsies in the athletic department, and it looks fine. Let me tell you, A&M facilities are gorgeous. Oh, I played there before in basketball. The I mean, it's, it's – you got Billy Kennedy there. You've had Gillespie there. Oh, yeah. You've had legitimate people there. you got Jimbo. Someone is legitimate. And you, you, you go, okay. I mean, and then the Aggies are tight. But okay, I'll see, your, I'll see your dollar and raise your three. I mean, they they don't play. And they, and they, and they're so ticked off about the, And I don't blame them. If I had to share the state with Texas, I'd be, you know, the way Texas fans are, I'd be a little miffed, too. Uh, but Texas, like, you know, what did they do? Texas, I think built a locker room in 2011 and already demolished it and rebuilt it up. I mean, it, this this arms race stuff is insanity. But, you know, that's Texas and Texas A&M's answer to it. You know, we're, by God, you're not going to outspend us. Well, they got Jimbo Fisher and, and nobody got, else could. You pay, what is it, $75 million for 10 I, years? I, I think they gave him, like, Houston and in Dallas, part ownership of the Alamo. Frisco, part of Frisco. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, this segment brought to you by our friends at Spotavell. Folks, there's a good place to go spend money. Pamper the special people in your life. Spotavell, Monroe, Lammy Lane, 318-807-1060. Spotavell in Monroe. Back in a minute.
certified technician, oil changes, tire rotations, state inspections, transmission service, fuel injection service, radiator service, power steering service. All in a day's work for Justin Snipe at Rick Breen's Rapid Loop and Wash in Ruston. It's family owned. It's not like a national chain where they have 4,000 locations. Rick Breen has done my job. He's been in the trenches. He's had to work from the bottom up. I was born in 1984. Our first shop opened in 1985. I actually was born into the company. Cody Breen, general manager for Rick Breen's Rapid Lube and Wash. What sets us apart from other oil changes is we're not a national chain. We're family owned and operated. So when you come into our shop, you're going to see the same faces. We'll know you by name and we'll treat you like your own family. We're not just about numbers or to rush you through it to do it as quickly as possible. We're also there to make sure that everything is done right. When you leave our shop, you know that everything on your car is in top shape. Rick Rick Breen's Rapid Lube and Wash in Monroe, West Monroe, Ruston, and rickbreens.com. Are you due? This is Mark Fuller with Car Pros North. Tax time is here. And tax cars are real, real, real cheap at Car Pros North. We just want to let everyone know we have access to over 500 units. We got cars, trucks, SUVs, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, sports cars, third-row seats, and financing available for everyone. Come see us, 601 Cypress Street, West Monroe, Louisiana, CarPros North. Find CarPros North on Facebook or visit carprosnorth.com. Taco, Taco Bendito. Get the taco habit at the sign of the mass rabbit. For your super party Sunday, it's Taco Bandito for a party to go. From our six-layer dips and chips to our grown-up green icy by the gallon, it's a super party to go when you drive through Taco Bandito. I cook it and service it speedo at Taco Bandito. Taco Bandito on Forsyth Avenue in Monroe and Warren Drive at Cypress Street in West Monroe. Ron Alexander, Clothiers for Men. Hello, this is Ron Alexander. Treat yourself to the luxury of our fine tailored custom shirtings. With over 500 fabrics, 20 collar styles, and a half dozen cuff styles, the possibilities are endless. Nothing less than a perfect fit results with shirts sewn to your specific measurements. Throughout this month, purchase five custom shirts and your sixth shirt is free. You owe it to yourself to find out what others already know. Knowing how to dress is knowing where to buy. North 18th Street, Monroe. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. We have a huge selection of modular homes, lighted, decorated, and air-conditioned for your shopping comfort. For 40 years now, Greg Tilly's has been saving you thousands. Visit our photo gallery at Tilly'sModular.com or see us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Hey, guys, you're looking for a unique gift idea this Valentine's Day. How about a relationship checkup from Amber White and the staff at Firm Foundations Counseling in Monroe? Every year you go to physicians for your yearly routine checkup. Twice a year you go to the dentist for a cleaning and a checkup. Yet how often do you go to a professional therapist for a checkup, the most important relationship in your life? your marriage a lot of the hosts at sports talk 97.7 are taking the relationship checkup and you should too mention sports talk 97.7 to receive a special discount on your initial visit call firm foundations counseling today at 318-654-7010 that's 318-654-7010 or go online to myfirmfoundations.com for more information brand new uh facility there off of glenmar right next to americare on uh, glenmar avenue uh they're across the hall there easy to find uh the signs right there and they uh, uh one of the uh 
we're very happy about local businesses and one that's uh praise the lord is, is growing a little bit and uh you can uh you know if if if, if indeed i ever uh go the matrimonial route again which is kind of doubtful at 58 but who knows maybe i can just i want to know how do you do you just like wear them down and then we need to get you like a mail order bride from russia wherever Maybe firm foundations can help me find a, a mail order bride. Maybe we know. maybe we need to reverse this. Maybe we could make you a mail order bride. <laughs> can we ship you out? I don't think anybody wants. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not big in, in. Look, listen. I'm not big in North Louisiana. I don't think I'm going to be big. In yeah, but we area. can lie. We can have like false advertising. They pay us, and we ship you out. By the time they realize it, they're like, yeah. you know, it's like the blind date. Hey, this girl has a great personality. Uh oh. By the time you're already there, it's too late. We already have our money. And uh, you're like in some non-extradition country. Yeah, well, it's true. Even though I'm not uh, 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 in the matrimonial way, I'm a big, uh, big believer in marriage and those and happy ones. I like to see it. I'm glad to. Uh, uh, my mom almost turns 91 in April. She had two. Now she unfortunately both 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 husbands are not here anymore. I don't know if that's a that's a bad, but uh, she set a great example for us my brother and myself, about uh, what marriage should be about. So uh, and if you need some just a relationship, Firm Foundations can help you. And uh, we highly recommend them. And Terry, we'll, we'll have Terry's test results ne- uh, tomorrow on his relationship quiz. And uh, he... Um, she might get another career if we went in there. Probably, first of all, we're going to give your... We're going to give... For marrying you, we're going to give your wife uh, 10 bonus points. Now, right out oh, yeah, she gets points in heaven. Absolutely. She does. <laughs> You, you, you like two hundred dollars to begin with. There. Exactly. Uh, speaking of such, man, we're 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 back on Kevin Sumlin. A couple texts here. We'll get into in a minute. Uh, Kevin Sumlin, Les Miles. You look at the turnover with the SEC. Yes. You look at the turnover nationally, and again, Rich Rodriguez got caught up in the uh, in the crime of the moment type deal, uh, the sexual harassment stuff. And I'm not making light of that. Uh, but out of everybody's, Rich Rodriguez, from what I read, seemed a little bit um, thin because he had the, the lady that was his office assistant filed a grievance. Try, basically, it was a, from what I read, it was sort of a shakedown attempt. He wouldn't pay it, and then she went public with it, and the university's like, yeah, we're cutting bait, which universities tend to do. But you know, the fact that she had to pick up like his dry cleaning and he was calling her asking stuff, it, it was no physical relationship. There was no sexual abuse, even language, uh, other than he walked through his office one time when he finished working out with no shirt on. And, you know, that... Well, someone would... would that would be grounds for somebody to slap me with, with assault, uh, uh, eyesight or, or, or visual assault, but Rich Rodriguez, not so much. I mean, that's kind of... I mean, that's kind of part of the landscape, isn't it? I mean, you are... Uh, there's a chance there, if you're around athletics, there's called a shower in a locker room that you generally have to... I mean, unless you want to, uh, obviously not shower after a game, which I don't recommend. Uh, if you don't play, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, hey, exactly. Um, but uh, and again, the timing of this—how long has she? She was an assistant for a number of years, yeah. and now all of a sudden, she's uh, wanting a, bu- a millions of dollars. Cashing in, exactly. And that's where I think. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not a big Rich Rod fan. I don't necessarily have to advocate on his behalf, but. Uh, you know, and it's just it's just the as you said, it's the uh, I would say of the moment right now. It's the crime of the moment. It's the issue du jour. The issue du jour, and it, it, there's piling on going on 
people and imagine that people are seeing ways to make money. Well, D'Antoni at uh, Michigan State at Izzo, I will leave. I will lay even money that both those guys are unemployed in the next month or two. They might, but because here's what they've done. Here's if you've noticed with Penn State, if you've noticed with Baylor, in any other significantly scandalous situation, the one common denominator, Jamie Fox, they clean house, and so. The board of uh, in Michigan State, the president of the board of trustees, out. The president of the university, who is a female, out. The athletic director, out. So you've taken the top tier down. Oh, that was the people that were protecting the other one. And I say protecting, that's who they answered to. Michigan State yesterday was on the news last night. They had an emergency trustee meeting, and they were appointing an interim president because you've got to have somebody to run the show, right? They had students that showed up. One student jumped up on the boardroom table and sat down, like Indian style. And another student started lecturing the board of trustee members. This is a Michigan State. Started lecturing the board of trustee members that they don't speak for the students at Michigan State and that the student's voice is not being heard and they will not accept this interim president because he was a, I forgot what verbiage they used, but he was a, basically a continuation of what they've had in the past that they didn't like. So this is a 22, 23-year-old kid sitting Indian style on the conference table. That's the way to make your point, mate. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking, you know, this is where we are in 2018. Yeah, that's exactly where we are. And I think, um, and again, we, you know, when you – take the side of the coaches in this situation you run the risk and we've gotten several that you know we're we're not defending sexual assault we're not defending uh domestic no. violence but just like deandre let me just say i mean uh francois the quarterback at florida state uh recently uh they looked at that that took about 30 seconds to dismiss those charges when his ex-girlfriend came in and started throwing stuff and then she turned around and tried to and fortunately he had a, a, a teammate there that said you know this 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 chick went crazy and uh, that didn't that didn't fare well. But you almost have to have, as you know, Terry, you've done these Title Nine. You've been involved. Well, in I didn't do a Title Nine investigation. I had to investigate wrong. something that was concurrent, right, with a Title Nine investigation. Right, and and you keep. I mean, you're the one that that I first heard this, and it's so true. You this is a this is a uh, an accusation where you are guilty until you can prove your innocence, and that's not the way our our system works. Um, Apparently, the system is being modified. Uh, well, you know, there's things called drawing a line in the sand. And uh, I think we have reached that point in America where it's time to draw a line in the sand. I'm, an, I'm an all in favor of fairness. I don't like discrimination. I don't like people being treated unfairly. I've been treated unfairly. A lot of you listening have. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of things. There's a lot of avenues you can take to try to rectify or clear your name. This is uh, This is something that would... I think the thing that that bothers me the most is the callousness of some of these people saying they don't care what it does to mostly at this point men's careers. If they and these are you know right, wrong, or different, uh, these are people with families and children to feed and how and mortgages to pay and things like that. Um, all I can say is it, it, why is it always a you know, it is is this where we are? I mean, what disturbs me the most, Terry, is that you know. Uh, I thought God created us all in his image. And uh, 
we're taught to respect women. Uh, we're taught to respect each other. And now all of a sudden it's become a war of the sexes. And I'm, I'm very, even though I'm, you know, yeah, well, never mind. I just can't say that those of us, my friends that, such as you and my, and my son that are, that are married and everything, I really feel for, for people right now in relationships because the lines are being blurred to the point where, uh, and I think people have reached a, a saturation point where it's time for, for men to be men and women to be women and don't, right. don't, don't mesh those lines. Well, we, we address this with our kids. Actually, it's funny yesterday, uh, in sports and in society right now, there are people trying to divide us yes. rather than unite us because there's money in that. There's, there's, there's opportunistic uh, people out there. If they can make people angry uh, on either side of the political spectrum, and then they are going to be effective in that message. An angry person, an emotional person is going to do certain things. There's absolute injustices out there, no question about it. Yeah. But it's how you react to those things. You know, I was always a big fan. Uh, for example, of Martin Luther King, the uh, the marches, or if you look at Gandhi, or if you look at some of the people that massively affected change. Uh, we're going to get ready to play the Super Bowl on Sunday. You're going to have people from all walks of life participating in that game as players, coaches from all walks of life, races, uh, backgrounds, socioeconomic statuses, uh, although they all are pretty wealthy, a lot more wealthy than I am, even the lowly back up to the back up to the back up deep snapper. You mean the minimum five hundred yeah. thousand dollar a year. But then again, yeah. you're going to have all sorts of people watching this game as well, Jamie Fox. And the things that bring us together have got to be stronger than the things that divide us. And I think if anything, we've sort of lost that maybe in the last decade ish. It, it may be a little bit more, but. Uh, you know, if you let people divide you, that little uh, is like the, the hole in the road. You know, when the ice gets in it, that hole in the road, it ends up being an inch. All of a sudden, it ends up being a mile because it just expands. So, just you know, guard yourself. And, and that's what I love about team sports because they are so uh, inclusive of everybody being on that team. You can have differences like you do in a family. At the end of the day, you got to have more people that come together than people that try to divide you. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, the segment brought to you by our friends at Power Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see Jay and company on Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Back in a minute. Good morning. It's tax time, and Truck Pros on Constitution Avenue next to Cracker Barrel can get you approved and riding today. Bring in your last check stub or W-2 to our on-site certified tax accountants and drive off today. Truck Pros specialize in making sure we have the vehicle or model you're looking for. Extended cab trucks. Truck Pros got them. Over 200 pre-owned quality vehicles priced and ready to move. No payments till April 18. And all vehicles come with a complete Carfax. We're open late to late. Shop online at truckpros.us. Truck Pros on Constitution Avenue next to Cracker Barrel in West Monroe. Washita Valley making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley making good things happen. 
want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. Pretty timely thing. Somebody just sent this to me. Larry uh, Stacy, 62-year-old guy. Uh, he was a, yeah, AP Coach of the Year. Uh, went to Iowa State, 32-5 record. Uh, Elite Eight appearance, 2000, 1999-2000. Dude's been around forever. Uh, very highly successful coach. They've had uh, reports of him. He's at Colorado State now. And they're investigating him again. They investigated a couple years ago. And Eustacey's making nine eighty-five a year, which uh, just under a million dollars. And they're investigating him for, quote, um, having a culture of fear and intimidation and emotionally abusing his players. Uh, and they got some ex-players that have come out and said this. Jimmy, you know how easy it is to find players that don't like you, especially at that level after they finish playing? Well, especially now with the transfer rule about to be yeah. what it is. I mean, the minute you don't get enough playing time or the minute the coach says, you suck today. You mean I, I can't go to the NBA? Obviously, it's not my fault. I'm an NBA player. The coach messed me over. The, the coach intimidated me. Look, I've killed more NBA careers than you could ever imagine. Can I go back and – and I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to spit on his, his grave because he did a lot for me as far as uh, affecting my life. And, my, and a lot of you listening out there can remember the, the infamous Woody Bowles. Yes. <laughs> Those of you are I, – I had the distinct pleasure of playing for Coach Bowles for three years. Uh, and let me tell you, when I was bad, I was very, I was not, as, I was not a very good athlete. I'll just put it to you. Like those of you who seem to get under it. Yes. And those of you who have played against yeah, Jamie is exactly, he sucked. And, and that's true. I mean, let's, at 58, I've come to terms with that. I'm fine with that. Everybody, it's, it's kind of a common acknowledgement. Coach Bulls did more for me as far as number one, I wanted to quit so many times I couldn't stand it. 
I got the absolute mm beat out of me. And, believe it or not, can I go back now and sue the estate of Coach Bowles because he called me a little pissant? Not a, and he, he didn't say annoying, just I was a little pissant. It was just assume you were annoying. Yeah, moved there. I mean, I think I was called pissant about 6,262 times uh, in my career with Coach Bowles. Uh, and, but I, to the day, I, was, I may have been, but I was his pissant. And that meant the world to me. And now, all of a sudden, um, people are suing and saying that's – so what I'm trying to say, Terry, is you're, and your players mess up the practice today. You say, look, piss ant. They won't, they'll look at you like you've lost your mind. Uh, what, what are you going to call well, them? No, here, here's, the, here's the Eustacey thing. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I just want to text me the dozen. According to documents obtained by the Colorado, which is the newspaper there in uh, Fort Collins, in Fort Collins yeah. uh, Coach Eustacey admitted that he had told his assistant coaches to shut up and use an expletive, and he'd call players expletive-deleted certain body parts uh, of the female persuasion. Uh, he said he had crossed the line. He went way over the line. You know, coaches are going to use language. I'm not justifying it, uh, and I'm not, not justifying it. Coaches are going to use methodologies that were used on them that they feel appropriate. And, you know, to make a point. it's not always, hey, can you please block that guy out if you feel like it? Uh, it's like the military in some ways, and I'm not equating the two, but what I'm saying is you have to have leadership, and sometimes the uh, yelling loudly gets people's attention. Sometimes it doesn't. There's an appropriateness level, but a culture of fear and intimidation, yeah, I want you to fear me if you don't do what I'm telling you to do because we're trying to strive for a goal here. Uh, you know, I fear losing my job if I don't win, so I really need you to go block that guy out. And if you being scared of me is the best way to do that, now you're going to have the new psychologist tell you, well, we want to create a climate of, of, of cooperation. Well, that's great in English class. It doesn't work in competitive athletics to a big extent. Not in football, but not in team sports. In swimming and diving and golf, maybe. In, in competitive team sports, you have to have leaders. It's like the military. And a lot of great coaches, if you know, back in the day, came out of the military. Exactly. All right? Uh, even today, General Mattis. All Do you think General Mattis says, you know, and I'm sure he does say thank you and please because he's in a more civilian role now, but when he was at the height of his military career, that dude got stuff done. Got he got it done, Jamie Foxx, and we're to the point now where if it's not thank you and please with a bouquet of roses and some chocolates, Somebody gets offended. Somebody gets their feelings hurt. We've got to nurture this guy. We've got, you know what? Sometimes you need a swift kick in the pants. Well, but the flip side of that's not being acknowledged either. If you've seen coaches mic'd up and, and so forth, and yeah, yeah, they get on to guys, but they also turn around and say, "Good job, good job." I mean, I, a lot of times, you know, I tend to respond better to praise, but I also have responded well to criticism. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to criticize about me. I understand that. But um, at the same – I think coaches don't get credit for what they're trying to do. As you're saying, this is a goal. We have a goal we're reaching for. Our goal is to win. Our goal is to win big. Is it? Is it that goal for everybody? Because I disagree. That's where we – No, no, no. I disagree. Look, let's go into high school football in this area in this last couple minutes. Do you really think everybody's goal is to win? Seriously? Well, no, because they're not making the the. the it's not to win. Team. It's yeah. to have a team. Now, does everybody want to win? You tell them, do you want? Oh, yeah, we want to win. 
well, how come you're not? And you get excuse A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Look at the programs that are really successful around here in high school. West Monroe, OCS, Neville, Oak Grove, Mangum the last, you know, X number of years. It's not in that other category yet because they hadn't done that long enough. But you throw them in as well. Uh, Sterlington for the last couple of years, and Sterlington had a run like in the 2000s. But they're not 40 or 50 years old with it. They're a couple of years. And, you know, will they get to that point? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, LSU was an elite level in football, correct? For how many years? Oh, a decade? Easily. Is LSU at the elite level any, anymore? No, they're not. Okay, well, I mean, you start looking at it as to why. And I'm not criticizing there. I'm just telling you, just because you get there once or twice or for, doesn't mean you're going to be there forever. So a lot of people's idea, they want to win, they're not willing to do the things necessary to win. You know, I want a swimming pool at my house, and it costs a lot of money, but I'm not willing to go do the paper route or, or do the construction or do the extra jobs I have to do in order to finance said swimming pool. But I'd really like to have a swimming pool. You know, I wanted to be a 4.0 student in college. I didn't like to study that much. My my like of not wanting to study that much uh, torpedoed my 4.0 dream. But it's about priorities. It's about uh, the I, I, success. Yeah, it scares me what your priorities may have been back then. But no, My um, priorities were to graduate and to, I, I can't say I caught girls, but I was trying to chase girls at the time. I'm sure you can still relate to that. Uh but, I mean, no, it's not everybody doesn't want to win. I mean, the, the Patriots, everybody hates the Patriots. Why? Because they're so successful. They're arrogant. They cheat. They do. You know what? That is the most successful football organization in the history of football. I don't necessarily think. I think people are, are envious. Um, Nobody hates the Cleveland Browns. Nobody's envious of the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati, nobody's like, Man, I really hate Cincinnati because there was. I mean, but you know what I live for? I live for the upset. I love the. And I'm not a big college. I mean, I need to get back into it. Do you ever notice great programs don't pull upsets? Butler, for example. I absolutely became the biggest Butler Bulldog fan ever. When, and then when that Gordon Haywood shot went off for him, I was, I was devastated. Because it's. And maybe because I'm a little guy. I love it when Appalachian State beat Michigan. I loved it when, believe it or not, when UAB beat LSU. I loved it when ULM beat Alabama and when Tech beat Alabama. And Tech, Tech's beaten Michigan State, I think, or Oklahoma State. So I love it because they're saying our program with limited resources, nowhere near what your million, multi-million dollar facilities have. For one night. We went out there and we kicked your behind. For one night. So what? For one night. So what? It's still building. It, no, it does. I agree with you. But why not? It, you take Miami. All right? Take the University of Miami football program. Howard Stellenberger. They played in Nebraska in the Orange Bowl. Who was the quarterback? What Walsh. Who was the quarterback? Uh, Kosar. Bernie Kosar. They go for two, baby. They win the national championship. Nobody had ever heard of Miami outside of Florida. Who? They won what? Yeah. They're, 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 they're the, I, I support them because they were the underdogs. Man, that was you're, just like what you're talking about. Then all of a sudden, Miami said, we're not underdogs anymore. Yeah. And Miami had a dominant program from that point on till the midnight. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, what happened to it? <whistles> Gone. Gone. For whatever reason, Gone. 
So the point being, yeah, but they haven't gone away. They haven't gone away, but they're not what they were. But they went from underdog to player, and it usually doesn't happen like that. So what about Boise State? You remember when Boise State did that loud, or whatever it did with the uh, hidden ball play, so to speak, and, and they beat Oklahoma? Big underdogs. Now, granted, everybody says, who's Boise State? Statue of Liberty play. Thank you. Boise State's still relevant. But they're not common talked about in the top ten in America. No, and they're never going to be because of their money situation. But they TCU are. is? Look at TCU. TCU's transformed themselves into being they're, – they're, they're, uh, uh, who is it, Boise State in a nice city. So now all of a sudden they're players in the Big 12 and nationally. Well, that would be a good topic next week. We're going to get the Super Bowl tomorrow. FS and Parma, one-third of the players will love you. A third are going to hate you. A third don't care. The secret is keeping the ones who hate you away from the ones who don't care. Good point. Easier said than none, FS. Thanks to our sponsors today. Our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Corner Animal Hospital. Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Spinevale, our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support our worthwhile cause the Louisiana Special Olympics, and the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union for Jamie Foxx. For John Tabor, I'm Terry Walter. Below high, folks. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Walter. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday. Missed it? No problem. You can catch the podcast.